Welcome back to Pink Noise. This is the bonus content from episode 10, where I interviewed Max Riggs, and we talked more deeply about the energetic healing work that he does. And in this conversation that I cut from our original episode 10, it's the part where I asked him to support me energetically with some new work I'm stepping into. And I'm offering this humbly as an example of what it can look like to ask for spiritual guidance. I had a a big idea come into my head as I was hearing you explain a situation with a client and I'm looking ahead at at something I've said yes to and there's some anxiety in me about how I'm going to show up for this project and I wonder what it would be like if I revealed it to you and what might you say to help me self-soothe Mm-hmm. when I'm in the thick of it. Sure, let's go for it. Could I tell you a little more? Yeah, go for it. So I'm flying to Colorado to work with inmates inside of a prison uh-huh. around the authentic relating practice that I do. And as a mentor and facilitator of this work, the Realness Project is a nonprofit group that has, is part of Art International art standing for authentic relating training. And as I go um, to a prison for the first time in my life, I'm going to be sitting in a room with an incarcerated population. And I imagine that they have had lives very different from my life. Mm -hmm. And that there are going to be stories revealed that are, are going to be hard to hear. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to maintain my composure in the professional capacity to which I'm showing up. But I also am a very emotional being. I was, I was watching live TED Talks two days ago, and during many of the talks, the tears were just rolling down my face. Mm-hmm because their story was so touching, so inspiring, so moving. And I'm thinking, how am I gonna hold myself together? Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a couple couple of things around that. One, um, what if it's okay to cry? So everywhere it's not okay for women to cry in public, therapists or healers to cry, oh, yeah. uh, authority figures whew, to cry. Ah, do you choose this to release and let all that go? Yeah. Okay. There's a no there. And a lot of that no is like what we've been taught from society um, is that, you know, people in authority don't express emotions. Whew. And the part around that, which is maybe years ago, it was true and helpful. Um, but right now people really appreciate, or most people do, not everyone, um, that you are having a reaction, that you are a human, that you can interact with it. You know, what if, what if you don't worry about like, if someone tells you a really sad story that you cry a little bit? Because when you cry, does that mean that you can't help them through that challenge? 
My concern is it'll be a sign of weakness because they've learned to not show emotions. Um, I have a story that it is hard for the incarcerated population to reveal themselves to each other. Mm -hmm. And so in showing up as a, as a privileged white girl from the outside world, mm -hmm. I'm going to come in and get all weepy at their stories of pain and that I won't earn any respect in the yeah. circle. So, so everywhere that you're buying into um, what's the prison life is that you have to be tough. Ugh. Yeah. And if you show any sign of weakness, you're going to be picked on. Ooh. You're going to be exploited. You're going to be taken advantage of. Ooh. Do you choose to release and let all that go? Ooh. Let all that go. Let all that go. Let all that go. Let all that go. Yeah. Because the one of the parts is showing them what maybe that's the part is for you to <clears throat> like after this is to look at what would be an appropriate amount of emotion to or appropriate is not the really good word, a contributive amount of emotion. So if somebody says something that's really tough, this experience you can't even imagine, and you're just sitting there going, oh, I can imagine that would be very tough for you. Where's your compassion? Where's your humanity? You know, so, so the part is around, around that is to, um, it's okay to express emotions. Something that occurred to me when you role-played hearing a story of, of deep uh, suffering mm -hmm. and the expression on your face was more stoic. And it immediately, I realized, yeah, I, I want them, I want the other that I'm in relational space with to see that their story impacted me, that I witness their suffering, that my experience, I'm showing an emotion of, damn, that must've been hard and I'm impacted by the story. And that in showing that, whether tears flow or not, they might feel more heard and seen by me. And that is the whole point of this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So perhaps I can, be a little more graceful with myself as I prepare to armor up <laughs> to, yeah. to show up. Right. And then once of the, once of the other parts is, you know, like when you're in um, uh, an incarcerated situation, which is tough because there are going to be a lot of people who are suffering in that situation, you know, just for the fact that they're locked up in, in, in prison. Um, and so what's going to ha probably happen is you're going to go there and you're going to feel those energies. And it's just, it's not to ignore, ignore them. It's just to, when you first feel it, just acknowledge it and go, oh, I feel that this is kind of a repressive place. And then because one, just acknowledging that you perceive it instead of going, oh my gosh, this is a repressive place. Just go, oh, this is a repressive place. Okay, I got it. Um, that's gonna decrease the intensity. And then also you can go, okay, is it the contribution to be aware that this is a super repressive place? Not as much. So you can turn down that awareness, not turn mm. it off because it's not like you can be, oh, this is just like going to a hotel and teaching your class. Um, but you don't have to focus in on that. Because what if you can be giving them this experience of, oh yeah, you can have a lot more freedom 
with who you are and releasing your emotions and being more who you wanted to be, even if you are incarcerated. And this gives you an opportunity to feel better now. And when you move, when you go back out into, you know, non-incarceration, you'll have these tools that can really help you move through the next challenges that you have. Exactly. That's exactly the point. Thank you for meeting me there in that space where um, I'm anticipating some, some inner tension for me. And yeah. And the part is, is like, did you feel the resistance come up when you said I'm anticipating some? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) I did. Um, And so what you want to do around all that stuff is acknowledge that that's coming up. And then what if it doesn't have to be that way? And what if just because everybody in there is uncomfortable and suffering, you don't have to be that. You can give them an opportunity to experience something else. And Mm. what if you coming there with your, your bubbly energy and your funness could be, you know, kind of like um, when we have that fantasy of a movie, what if it just, but it's not really fantasy, but what if it's, you are the, op- giving them the opportunity, the invitation that they could be more, they could have more of what you have, even if they are in that space. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's one of the parts that you're probably already going to do this, but acknowledge that, Hey, <laughs> being in prison is tough. This work that we're going to do in in here is tough and it's going to be even tougher for you because you're confined in this way, but you can still move beyond it. That really helped me think differently about my first day in prison. The security gates and guards weren't nearly as intimidating as I imagined them to be in my mind prior to arriving on that first day. Walking into the room, I could feel the humanity of the inmates making eye contact with most, leaning in to hear their stories and reflect back what I heard them say in the hopes of providing a connection thread so that they can better know themselves. With day one in my rearview mirror, I feel more confident to continue and have signed up for more and will be returning to another Colorado prison in a week's time to co-lead a two-day authentic relating course with the executive director of the Realness Project. I'll put a link in the show notes for anyone who wants more information about the mission and successes of this nonprofit. My deepest gratitude to Lori Lazar, who continues to lead this work with a blind passion. I interviewed Lori nearly a year ago in season one of Pink Noise, and I'll add a link to hear her origin story for why she's bringing this conscious connection work to the incarcerated population. Next week, we continue with episode 11. It's going to feature a conversation with Dr. Susan Campbell. We'll be diving into her 13th book called From Triggered to Tranquil. Until next time, keep mining and shining your inner gold.